very unloving of you, Jason. It probably was. I don't even remember. <laughs> That's the sad part. <laughs> hey, welcome to Midweek here at Press Church. We're excited to have another conversation with the pastors. Uh, before we get started, make sure to like and subscribe. Go hit that thumbs up button and the bell things and all those notifications. Make sure you're up to date. And share it. And if you're and listening to us. Oh, and it, it, yes, and podcast. if you're listening on podcast, thanks for joining us as uh, well. You. Yes. Which apparently last week, because my, my mother called me because she was listening to it oh. on okay. the podcast, and I apparently threw my family under the bus at some point. <laughs> you did. Oh, you got you, you got a spanking. I got called out. Yes. <laughs> you said, well, they're not going to be listening. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Jason got his hand slapped. I did. I did. <sighs> Good for your mom calling yeah, oh, you out. She, oh, she's not going to let anything that, that was slide. That was very unloving of you, Jason. It probably was. I don't even remember. <laughs> That's the sad part. <laughs> It was just, so this week, uh, we actually have a, had a question come in, uh, and we, we're going to be addressing that question today. So I'm going to read it, uh, and then we can start to dig in and see what, what you all think. So here it is. It says, uh, Luke 11.42 says this. It says, Woe to you, Pharisees, because you give God a tenth of your mint, rue, and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. That's Luke eleven forty two. So the question was this, Jesus rebuked the Pharisees for ignoring justice in their communities. They were more interested in looking righteous in front of others. What does practicing justice look like in 2021? How can press practice justice in our community? Okay. So that is the question. Well, thanks for the question. Yep. We yep. love to have them. So, yep. and if you have any other questions, but this one's anyone... too hard. Maybe we should. Ignore yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a question, but it's too. We hard. don't like we're, it. We're, we don't we're, like we're, it. Just, we're gonna bail out. <laughs> That's it for me. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it is a, it's a very pertinent question to the world around us right now. Oh, yeah. We talk about culture all the time. Yeah. Right. We want to be aware of the culture and the time that we live in. And this one gets right to the core of what's going on right now. It's, uh, it's, it's a debate across the church community, and it's a debate in secular society, too. So right. um, here we go. So when, you think, all right, so when you think of a question like this, where, where, where do you start? I start with the scripture because we're given a scripture and it's yeah. like, this is the scripture. Yeah. Okay. Then what, wh- how do we apply that scripture? Right. I mean, right. that's essentially what the question is asking. There's a, right. there's some issues about the question that we need to dig into, but you got to start with the scripture. Right. And then anytime you're starting with the scripture, you can't just take one scripture out of context. You got to look at it, uh, in right. the whole bigger, right. uh, framework yeah. context of, before yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Who, who is Jesus talking to? When is he talking to them? Yes. Yeah, what is he actually addressing? So when we dig into that, what do we see here? Because we're in Luke 11. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, basically, uh, the Pharisees had invited Jesus to come eat with them. A Pharisee had invited mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And so that's the that was the start of their interaction, which they get upset with him because he didn't... Uh, do his ceremonial washing before eating. Okay, so that kind of starts the so whole thing set, off. Yeah, literally sets the table. Sets the. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so you got this situation where Jesus is eating with this Pharisee. The Pharisee's giving him the stink eye because he's not. Yep. He didn't. He, he didn't follow the social protocols. Right. 
And so uh, Jesus is going, all right, we're going to address what's going on here. You care about whether or not I wash my hands to sit down and eat. Right. And you're totally missing everything else. Okay. So that would be kind of the setup here, right? Mm -hmm. And you go into it, and then what does he start off saying at that point? Yeah, 39, now then, you Pharisees, clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you're full of greed and wickedness. <laughs> so that, right. <laughs> you know, I wish Jesus, like, expressed himself and, and really gave us, There's an you know, exclamation point, speaking. too. So right. <laughs> well, I mean, the next word is, you fools. Right. <laughs> you foolish, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, the, <laughs> so, you foolish and, and he is, I mean, ultimately, he's... I don't think Jesus did anything by accident, right? I right. think he probably skipped washing his hands just to provoke. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in and, and so doing, it gave him an opportunity really to call them out. Yeah. And, and he's calling them out for hypocrisy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? The, right. The, what they're doing on the outside doesn't match their heart. Right. They're looking like they're following all the rules, they're doing all the right things. Right. But their heart totally is not you know, about any of that. Okay. So that's a very important thing. The first thing Jesus is pointing out is hypocrisy. Yes. He's, he's calling out, you are doing practices, which on the outside look like something, but those practices don't match what's actually going on on the inside. Right. Okay. So we move forward and we get into, uh, what we just did 39 40 yeah. 41 oh well see if if you if we just generous for the poor everything will be clean so yeah right 41 but give us alms those things that are within and behold everything is clear is clean for you yeah um and if you did it in the in like a new living translation um go Bible's <laughs> going slow here go <laughs> um you know you clean the you uh you fools, you clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, and you will be clean all over. So giving gifts, uh, yeah. Yeah, which within that context, he's basically saying just do the right thing right. for the right reasons. Right. right. Let love drive you. Right, right. But right. let's talk about an easy misreading of that. Oh, yeah. There's like a hundred ways you could yep. go and really misread this. Yes. So uh, by giving gifts, I'm earning my salvation. Exactly. Right. A works-based yes. <laughs> salvation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is not what it's saying at right. all. Right. Um, how do we know that's not what it's saying? Because there are plenty other places <laughs> right. that say you don't earn God's God's <laughs> righteousness by doing the things. You earn it in that God has given it to you through what Christ did right. on your behalf. Okay, so that's, that's probably one of the bigger problems right. if you take that scripture out of context. Then we could easily look at that and go, Oh, well, okay, well, it doesn't mean that, but it means as long as you're giving to the poor, you're giving everything to the poor, then your heart is good. Right. Right? I mean, that that would be a misreading. I could could totally get that right out of the scripture. Well, I mean, Jesus told the rich young ruler, go sell everything you have, give it to the poor. Mm -hmm. So does that mean everyone is supposed to sell everything they have? Yeah, I think that's really important. We need to Mm -hmm. circle back to that because there's... There is something really critically important about that. we got to sell all this stuff and stop doing this this video. Yeah, we need (laughs) to sell the camera. Yes. Yeah. uh, But then we can't do other things that are good. Right. Mm. And so you got to, you know, it it comes down (laughs) to what... What is... Is there one good thing that should trump everything else? Right. So we we can... We can take a little uh, detour here and we can talk about ethics. And earlier we were talking about this and I said there's this guy that... um, uh, called the cosmic skeptic who's an atheist 
I actually don't think he's an atheist. He's actually going to school for theology. But, Interesting. <laughs> but uh, I think that he is searching, and right. he's a, an extremely intelligent uh, British. I think he's a teenager, exactly nineteen or twenty. But he's wow. he's talked with all these high level guys, mm-hmm. including William Lane Craig. And uh, but this this guy's absolutely brilliant. And he was, um, and I don't know, a couple weeks ago in one of the podcasts, he was talking about uh, these ethical dilemmas. And the first one that he addresses, and the most recent one that he he um, is is going on about these ethical dilemmas, is this uh, issue of if you can do good, if you're if you're obligated, are you obligated to do the good? If you if can you do it, do are you obligated to do all the good yeah. you can possibly do? Right. And this is a very important ethical question, right? right? So if you can give all of your money to the poor, uh, By not doing it. You are, in essence, sinning. Right, right. So wh- what do you do with that? A, from a theological standpoint, do we believe that that's what Jesus is calling us right. to do? Because you can easily well, and in take this and run down that direction. Today's society, we do have opportunity anytime you want. Uh, he, ma- he made the, the reference to, you know, you've got a, a phone or a, some sort of mobile device right. right now you can get online and give money to an organization and and that is practically going to help somebody in need so you always at your fingertips have the opportunity to to do to do good, good right yeah. and so uh, you can absolutely sell everything take all of your time you can drown essentially in this in this idea of saving the poor right and you're never going to Right, but you can do it, and are you obligated to do it? Right. And I think now that's that's the ethical dilemma from a secular standpoint. Right. From a Christian standpoint, are we have to look at what is the catalyst of the obligation? And I think that that would point to Jesus. Is it, are right. we obligated as a follower of Jesus right. to sell everything and give it to the poor? And and I, <laughs> I think Sean is. And I would say that. <laughs> I would say that that is something that you have to address with fear and trembling. <laughs> right, exactly. And that is the point here. So I want to circle back to what – I hope I haven't jumped too far around here. If anybody doesn't understand this, uh, you know, hit us back. <laughs> but I want to circle back uh, to what you were saying earlier, Jason. And I want to bring up when Jesus uh, at, at Bethsaida deal, uh, heals the, the lame man uh, – and when he deals with the woman who was caught in adultery, um, he says, go and sin no more, right? And when he when he does that, do we believe that he's actually telling them with full belief that they're not going to go sin again? Why would he tell them something that, that they can't they, do? That, that they he can't knows do. they can't do. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> he wants to set people up for failure. That's why. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so but yeah. I think no, I I do think what he's telling them is you have experienced God's grace and healing power in in a way that no one else has. Now go and live into that. Direct your heart towards God's righteousness. Mm-hmm. Move in that direction. Live yes. toward righteousness right. instead of sinfulness. Right. Mm-hmm. Call yeah, and, calls and, for righteousness. And yeah. Calls, yeah, yeah. And and it's one of those things where I'm not gonna get it hundred percent right, but if my heart is is focused in that direction, especially over time, 
I will become more and more righteous in my actions. Yes. Because they'll become ingrained in my actions. Yeah. You know, over time. Right. And that's where I think, you know, Jesus said, go and sin no more. He's really saying, go and live for live for God. Right. right. As best you possibly can. Yes. You'll not get it 100% right. Mm-hmm. But start that way. Yes. And do it the best you can. Right. Right. So, so well, go ahead. No, you, you go. Well, no, I was, I was going to bring it back into, into this Luke verse. Mm-hmm. So, what is Jesus really saying to the Pharisees? Is he just calling for righteousness, or is he calling out? What, what would you? Since we, we've looked at what's before it, we've looked at what comes before this interaction, before this verse. But you neglect justice and the love of God. What is? Practically speaking, what is Jesus pushing for for the for the the Pharisees here? Well, we have to look at the word justice. What does it actually mean when he's saying the word justice? Yeah, how is it being translated? And this is something it brings up a point we've talked about this before that we have to be really careful of the words that in Scripture because what happens a lot of times is we will take we will take words like justice mm-hmm. we will put a current uh definition, definition yeah. of of that word and maybe it is the same but we have to be careful that well and these words mean the same thing say there are actually two that, or three greek words that can be translated justice mm-hmm. and, right. and so so what is there a nuance there yes. that, that matters Oh, absolutely. You, you know, or not, and and are we trying to are we trying to tithe them the mint and the come in, in understanding the words so that we don't have to actually do anything with them? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. something I, I've seen people fall into that trap. We right. you talked about it a couple Sundays ago. Right. I'm going to parse all the the words of when you said go clean my room. I'm going to invite all my friends. We're going to talk about it. Yep. We're never going to actually do anything with it. Right. But we're going to talk about it. Right. But yes. this this word, you know, justice, it really is leaning towards this idea of of making something right. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 hmm. all throughout, the, there's there's this idea of of righting wrongs mm-hmm. when possible, right? And and that's right. not righting every wrong all the time, but when possible, right? When it's in front of you, what are you doing to help people who need it, right? And and that's and that gets back to the question of you know the what the guy the cosmic skeptic <laughs> skeptics are you know what, when is enough enough? Right, because yeah. because of the world we live in, the technology that I have, I'm aware of so yeah, much opportunity. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, how do I know when I've done enough justice? Right, for God to be okay with yeah. Me? And who decides? Yeah, who is the deciding factor of said justice? Because I don't have Jesus didn't give me a nice little you know metric to gauge whether or not I've done enough justice yet. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, there's no scorecard. Did you hit your, you hit your meter? Yeah, did I hit my quota? <laughs> like, I mean, and and so that's why I really think Jesus is speaking to the heart. Yeah, yes, he is calling out yes. their hypocrisy, and he's saying yes. your heart is not in the right place. I don't mm-hmm. care what you do, your heart's not in the right place. Yeah, and so how can press do justice? Mm. I think it starts with our hearts. Yes. yes, there it starts personally, and that mm-hmm. spreads. Uh, communally and the other thing is is uh but there is this so i feel like there's a uh the the asking of the question because there's talking about what it can press do it's it's more about the collective right right and so uh and jesus does talk to the pharisees as a group you know right right um and so so if we take it from that from that position 
what are we called to as a collective to to bring about a righting of wrongs? Right. Mm. I think that's what the question is 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 asking. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, I, if I, you guys can correct me, but we're saying it starts with a personal mm-hmm. relationship, right? A personal right. connection with God. Why am I personally? Uh, what am I personally doing, and why am I doing it? If I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm only giving and I'm not uh, having love, you know, right. then I'm not doing right. the work of God. Right. And the, you, you, and you do have to take this on a personal level and go, you know, what are you doing? What are you personally doing right. to do the work of God? And is it what society is telling you is the is the yeah. right way of Who's bringing about justice? Right. The work of God, right? Who are you appealing to? This uh, the secular society, you know, appeals to the greater good of the uh, of the common right. uh, common humanity, right? And then, but but us as Christians, we're appealing to God. Yeah. God defines it. Yes. Well, and I think there are pra- I mean, you could look practically speaking um, with the church, with press in particular, uh, with our outreach center. You know what I'm saying? Like knowing that there is needs in our community. There are things. And, yeah. And we're obviously limited. We're a young church. You know, we mm-hmm. don't have a ton of... We're still forging ahead in right, some of that. Right, yeah. absolutely. But for us, we feel like that has to be... Mm-hmm. That, that is a an example of a healthy relationship with God is, is inviting people to serve and help those around you, help your community. So I feel like that is a practical response of Press Church is saying, mm-hmm. hey, we are, we are putting value to this thing but in and of itself that's not uh i wouldn't say that's not good enough you know what i'm saying but it's not the what well, is going to solve the problem correct uh, you know right. jesus says the poor will always be with you right, right. and uh, i think we have this inclination to you know try to solve a problem uh, we think that that yeah. that that is yes. somehow righting wrongs we're going to solve a problem yeah. but writing wrongs starts with your heart individually mm-hmm. and correct. then collectively amongst your your group right and so uh the point is we're not we know with the outreach center we're not going to solve the problem of poverty in delaware right right we are just not it's going to be here however we encourage people to enter into a situation where they will be sacrificial and they will be obedient to god and they will be uh entering into a communal effort right individual and communal where they're focusing on doing the work of god which is bringing about healthier and better things Mm -hmm. in a community right Mm -hmm. that's the point but it certainly does not solve any problems right well i think i mean at some point how do we know what to do when to do it how much to do it Mm -hmm. you know there's a point at which we as a church need to look to the life of christ Mm -hmm. i mean if if he was god incarnate and and he basically said now to the disciples now go and make disciples teaching them what i taught you you know do what i did right then as we look at him you know, his whole purpose in being here was to bring the kingdom of God here and to establish the church as a kind of a beachhead mm-hmm. within this world to say, you do God's work, what God is wanting to get done. And as I think about, you know, what did Jesus do? Well, he spoke up for those who, you know, were belittled or who were ostracized. He touched the lepers. Right. right? He touched the untouchables. He healed right, them. Right, right. He brought forgiveness. He brought hope. So, you know, what? how does press get involved in justice? Well, it's called getting involved in doing what Jesus did, which was walking with those 
who are alone, mm-hmm. right? right? Clothing those who don't have enough, feeding those who are hungry. Um, it's not solving world hunger. Right. And did Jesus actually do those things? I mean, did he clothe some people? Um, I don't know. Kind of thing. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he fed. Well, he certainly came to the defense or the rescue of people who were... Uh, yes. Fed, he yeah. Who were rightfully... And yeah. they were like in a position where where they could be. I'm just going by what he said. He said, you know, clothe the naked. Right, right. He said to do these things, but you, you said follow after. I, yeah, I'm just being I know provocative I, a little bit. Yes. But I mean, uh, if we do follow Jesus' example, I think that uh, inadvertently he did he did do that, but he may not have personally right. clothed. He didn't, buy the, a, he didn't buy the clothing, right, and and hand it out, mm-hmm. right. Uh, but I do think there's a sense in which you know what kind of justice does press church need to pursue mm-hmm. and it's basically making things right with people right well and i think to get to another point of the issue here is the addressing of both what you are portraying on the outside yeah. and what is going on on the inside mm-hmm. and so i think it's twofold in that as a church we need to be um doing all we can to encourage people to think about what is going on on the mm-hmm. inside. What are your you know, motivations for doing this? Are you seeking, I mean, and it's tough, you know, you could say, you know, do we have any motivations that aren't selfish or, you know, I mean, we're all going to be selfish in, in some regards, but making that a focus of, you know, what is really going on, on the inside? Are mm-hmm. you doing these things to look like you're righteous? Are you doing these things to look like you have it together? Right. Uh, and are you neglecting something else uh, because of what's going on in your heart? And so I think that's, again, there's this uh, big picture thing that it's not just one thing. It's not just teaching on the internal right. heart. It's getting active. It's going and doing, and it's in the doing that mm-hmm. you are transformed. And I, I mean, honestly, though, I think in our culture today, and, and in especially our general location, right? The, the issue isn't, you know, are you doing things for the right reason? I think a lot of people aren't doing anything. They're not even trying to look like they're doing I mean, like, Potentially, yeah. They're, they're just, they're going about their life. They're busy with stuff. They got all this stuff. They're not doing anything. They well, they think they are. They put little signs in their yard and they get on blogs and, or, or right. on social and networks. Yeah. And but but Jesus is speaking to the religious here. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, a different I'm, kind of religion. There's a yeah. secular religion that the that, do-goodery. Yes, the, it is. It's a the modern yeah. secular religion is do-goodery. Yeah, and uh, and that is not what Jesus is is calling us to. He's right. calling us yes. to an obedient, sacrificial heart, posture towards God. That's the bottom line. And I out mean, of that will flow. Yes, doing good. Yes. Yes, but it's not, and and yet, and the more good I do, the more my heart turns to Christ. Hopefully, yes. And the other thing is the word justice and judgment, which mm-hmm. different translations right. use it. And if you yeah. go back to the Greek, the, you can't have justice without judgment, and judgment yeah. comes through uh, the uh, through God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so He right rightly. You've got to judge what is right and wrong, right, in the world, in order to do justice. Yes, 
Yeah, and it's it's right, a godly right. yes judgment, not a human judgment. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where it's it, the emotional knee jerk reaction is. I feel so much about this thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a judgment on it because of my feeling. And the and God is calling us to a different uh, approach to that. It's an obedient, sacrificial approach to that versus just a, a so an emotional me, so let me ask response. you this do you do you think that someone could can get to the 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 same conclusion of what they're doing now by that uh, by by judging it through God's lens by well uh, judging may be the wrong I don't know if I understand the question so Let's say, all right, well, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and I got to X, Y, and Z through what you are saying I should go through. Do you think they can get to the same conclusions on how they are addressing injustice? By, so I'd have to really your, put some meat your, on the, on the your, bones there. By your metric so of, it's of not judgment. what I say they should get. I'm saying Jesus is calling us to... Uh, to step into God, God's love, like so what that, God's calling. So, with us to that do. metric, could they get to the same conclusion of how they are addressing injustice? Oh yeah, I think you can get, you can get potentially, you could get to uh, the same end point, but it's not about the utility; it's about the process, uh, right, the right, the ontology, and that's it. kind of more of what. It, yeah, I'm. And and that's what and 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 that goes back to the also the uh, go and sin no more, mm-hmm. you know the, the, you're going to have to wrestle with this and you're going to mess up, but if you if you are in a, a place of wrestling with with what you, your heart is the evil in your heart, you would even know the evil in your heart if right. it wasn't because you right. you have to be obedient and sacrificial and posture towards God right? right all of those things are wrapped in together and if you're not wrestling then you're really not following God. I, I mean, I, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a big a bold, statement that's there. That's a bold statement. <laughs> if you're not wrestling, you're probably not following God. That's a good one. And I, th- I think, and, uh, let me let me get real like, yeah, uh, I'm going to get real. <laughs> Sierra's getting excited. I like this. <laughs> if, if you are looking for easy, quick solutions, uh, be it political or, uh, or or community group or whatever to solve the the brokenness of this world, and that's your primary focus. You're missing the point. Mm. Absolutely, I would agree. You have to yeah. start with your heart, and why are you engaging those kinds of things? Mm-hmm. And if they don't point to the righteousness of God, then you're headed down the wrong path. So you have to really be wrestling through this, and I believe that that's the crux of what Jesus is trying to teach us, and all of these. Pieces, so and maybe we'll have to address in future <laughs> right. conversations more specific. Maybe yeah, this needs are, to be yeah. a part two. Yeah. but, but uh, if someone say, doesn't understand that and they 30. want me to want me to uh, articulate a little deeper at what I just said there, yeah, I'm happy to do it. Well, obviously maybe. we're out out of time, but maybe that is part two. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's good good discussion. Thanks for the question, uh, and if you're still. With us, well done. Way to stick with us. <laughs> that was a hard one. We're not laughing in like no. you know no, that, stupid stuff. No, it's very, it's very. Uh, there's a lot to it, uh, and it's yeah, it's good stuff. So, well, hopefully that was good for you guys. Uh, we will be back again next Wednesday for another midweek. And always encourage you make sure uh, join us on Sunday 10:30 here at the Powell campus or online through YouTube as well. Have a great week. We'll see you later.